1: Hello and welcome to episode six of the Next Dimension podcast, your brand new podcast, which is all about VR and AR. And today for the sixth episode, I am here with Gary and Anthony. Gary, good to have you back on the show. How are you doing?
2: I'm very good. Thank you. Yes, uh, it's good to be back on. Yeah. Um... Yeah, it was. It's been in quite a long gap, hasn't it? Because I was on uh, the, the first, first show. one, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the first yeah. One. and it's been 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 a few weeks. Um, right. But yeah, it's it's great to be back, and I can't wait to talk some more VR. Yeah.
1: Perfect. We will talk lots of VR.
0: And Anthony from VR three six five, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Just grubbing on a little snack right before the show, but ready to go. <laughs> Perfect.
1: Great. And my name is Sebastian Ang. I'm doing MRTV and I'm the host of this show and I'm really doing very good as well. I'm so much looking forward to the show because we have lots of exciting stuff to talk about. So what are we going to talk about in today's show? Well, we're going to talk about Nomad's Sky. For the PlayStation 5. That's a very small topic, <laughs> very short one. <laughs> then we're going to talk about a new headset, the Uni VR headset, which is supposed to be more of a social VR headset with a whole social VR world behind it. Very interesting topic. Then we're going to talk about Facebook because Facebook wants to become. The champion of privacy. (laughs) The knight in shining privacy armor. So that's going to be very interesting. Then we're going to talk about Hitman 3. Hitman 3 in VR, on the PlayStation VR. We're going to talk about it. I played it. And yeah, let's see what I thought about it. Well, probably you know already, but it's going to be interesting to talk about Hitman 3 in this show. And the big topic for tonight the Apple VR headset. It is supposed to come out in 2021 and we're going to dissect the Bloomberg article and it's going to be super, super interesting to find out what what we think about it. So this is going to be an exciting sixth episode of this show. And as always, this show is about you like joining the show and giving us your opinions. So today we have two questions and you can vote on these questions, on these topics and you can find the 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 poll URL down in the description of this video. And the first question is If the Apple VR headset would be a super high-end headset, which cost 3,000 US dollars, would you buy that, yes or no? And can't wait to find out if you would do that. Then the second question is, do you believe that Facebook is actually going to become a champion of privacy, yes or no? So go down into the description of this video and please do, Paul, do um, leave your no, leave your poll. No, you don't say that, right? Um, just um, go there and... How to rock, say that in English? The rock the vote. <laughs> rock the vote. Rock the vote. Great, great. Yeah, I'm improving my English show by show. Great. Before we go into the topics, I would like to know what you were up to, Gary, in the last
2: five weeks. <laughs> Uh yeah so uh well in terms of VR I've been playing a little bit of uh Microsoft flight simulator originally when it first came out ah. I'm a little bit disappointed Steve's not on the show actually Yeah uh, right he can't make it today Because this. I, yeah. I, yeah I wanted to pick his brains a little bit about that that game but um, so I refunded it basically after about a few days, I refunded it, even though I'd gone over like the two hour limit with Steam, they do refund it uh, because it takes a lot to download all the extra content that you have to download oh. with that game. Um, but they're 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 fine with that. Anyway, basically, what happened in the past week? Steam VR has had this update, this beta update, where you can now uh, limit the frame rate in certain games and have like a locked reprojection. So now I've managed to get the game running at a reasonable performance level, um, and I've re- you know I've, I've purchased it and tried this out again, and it's uh, one of the most incredible experiences I've had in VR so far. So that's why I wanted to talk to Steve about it. But yeah, so that's really like the VR stuff. No Man's Sky we'll get onto in a second because I've been playing that as well. Um, but yeah, just had a, a, a an okay Christmas. It was a little bit up and down. Uh, we had a, a few issues going on over Christmas, but they're all rectified now. So uh, yeah, okay. just pleased to start 2021 and get on with it
1: all right yeah happy new year we didn't see each other yeah happy New (laughs) Happy new year hopefully 2021 is going to be a better year than last year yeah hopefully cool cool and anthony how about you what did you play did you play anything did you do anything vr related
0: uh yeah i have played i played this game called uh right eye of atlantis which comes out i believe on like january 27th and it's kind of got it's it's about atlantis but I've always wanted to play a VR game that was kind of like Roman or Greek or something like that. And it has a little bit of that flavor. I can't say anything about it right now. It's embargoed until you know closer to release and stuff, but um, I played that one. And then the other thing I've done is I'm finally experimenting with SideQuest again. Haven't used SideQuest in a long time. Like since I got the Quest 2, I haven't used SideQuest on there. Finally got it up and running on there and um, I tried a couple of demos. I tried a Synth Riders demo and uh, what was the other one? Synth Riders and Racket NX, there's a Racket NX demo and I just wanted to see like how good was everything and it was perfectly wonderful and I'm wondering why are these demos not on the official Oculus store? And I got to imagine Facebook Um, maybe they don't necessarily want to have like 35 demos of every game on there because then somebody buys a headset and they can basically live off all the demos. I don't know if that's what's (laughs) going on, but some of these demos should probably be on there because like the Synth Riders demo is really good. It gives you a really good feel. Racket and X demo is really good. And I think there's a lot of other demos that you can only get via SideQuest.
1: Strange, really strange that you can only get them via SideQuest, right?
2: Yeah, Especially if, just, you get, uh, if you get
1: hooked, yeah. then you would probably pay for, for something like Racket NX, so it doesn't make sense that it's only on SideQuest, well, right?
2: Here's, here's the thing, just quickly, Anthony. I remember when Racket NX had a demo out, and you played that demo to death, and then when the full <laughs> game came out, you said they gave too much away with the demo. Um, ah, that yeah, was the reason. The, it was yeah. Anthony's fault.
0: <laughs> well, no, the, PCR version, the PC VR version of Racket NX, when they first had a demo, they literally gave the game away, yeah. that demo. I mean, you could just play that demo and you didn't even really need to buy the full game. Uh, th- and I'm sure they kind of realized they made a little bit of a mistake there. But no, this demo that you'll get is, um, you don't get a lot of it, but you get enough to see what Racket and X is all about on the quest. Same thing with the Synth Riders demo. You only get a couple of different songs to try. So it might not be the songs that you really want to try, but you get to fill the experience and it works well. And, you know, we, we're going to to have that update coming, I believe in February, where we can just have URLs and stuff, and you don't have to go through the whole developer process, and you don't really need to even use SideQuest anymore, and so it might be easier to try these demos now, where you're just looking at somebody's Twitter, like a developer's Twitter, and they can just tweet out a URL. For a demo on the Quest, and you exactly. just copy that URL, you put it in your 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 Oculus Facebook account, and um, boom, it's on your Quest later that day.
1: Exactly. Yeah, that's that's the positive part of this new kind of uh, side loading mechanism, right? Simply uh, give the URL, and then you have it on your Quest. Nice. Looking forward when this is c- going to come out and um, going to try it out. Cool. Anything more you did VR?
0: Oh, in- you VR? know one last thing. I just wrote an article this morning about um, Doom Eternal VR, which could possibly wow. be coming to VR headsets, uh, PC VR headsets likely, maybe PlayStation VR as well. But basically a quick rundown on this story. So the Australian Ratings Board, and we've heard that term before when it comes to leaks, right? We've heard such-and-such such game was, was uh, given a rating in Australia. So, the Australian Ratings Board has given a rating of R18 plus to something called Project 2021A. Now, this Project 2021A is being developed by id Software, it's being published by Bethesda Softworks, and it is a virtual reality game. That's what it says on the Australian's Rating Board. So, nine. 90% chance, probably a VR version of Doom Eternal. Um, Or it could be uh, Doom VFR 2, or possibly a brand new IP, but it's id Software. So I think right now the odds are pretty good Doom Eternal VR later this year. Oh my goodness. That would be unbelievable. Like, I really enjoyed Doom VFR,
1: a fantastic game, one of my favorite first person shooters in VR. Like, so much action, just like how you would imagine it, right? And Doom Eternal, I must say, I haven't played it yet, but I heard good things about it.
2: Did you guys play that? No, I didn't, no, no, I've not. I've played the first one, the uh, 2016 Doom. Uh, right. I played that one quite a bit, but um, yeah, I've not played the the, the latest one, though. No. Yeah, Yeah, I don't
0: play flat games, not just no, oh, I heard <laughs> about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on Twitter, yeah. a little bit of a <laughs> dust up there, right?
1: Right, right. Yeah, cool, cool, very cool. That would be amazing. If that came out, so Doom Eternal VR, wow, I would love that uh, because I actually I must say this is like one of the games that I'm about I'm thinking about playing in in 2D, but I'd rather play it in in VR first, of course, right? Yeah, it makes sense. Cool. You know,
0: actually, wait, the most exciting thing about that whole entire deal is that Bethesda is. Putting out another VR game because it kind of seemed like maybe they were walking away from VR a little bit after their last few attempts okay, right yeah so that's huge that they're Le- back in the back that in would
1: business. be that would be huge exactly right cool, cool, very nice what you did and then I think I would also tell you guys what I did <laughs> in the week so I played I played Hitman three. And, uh, of course, we're going to talk about this later in the show, Hitman 3, but I can already give it away. Like, I really enjoyed it. And for me, actually, it was a first. I did not play any of the Hitmans before, so I was completely fresh to the series. So, the first time I played this, and then directly in VR, and it works really well in VR, even though you're playing it with a DualShock controller, right? So you would think like, oh, that sucks. But actually, no, it doesn't suck at all. It's really fun. We're going to talk about it more later in this show. And yeah, so... I really played lots of that. Very, 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 very cool and lots of replay value. And we're going to talk about this later as well. Then I did lots of live shows about the Apple VR headset. Of course, we're going to talk about this in a moment and this Uni VR headset. So yeah, basically, we're going to talk about all the topics, all the things that I did in this week. So looking forward to that. All right. So why don't we just get into our first topic? And it's a short topic but most probably really interesting to people who love No Man's Sky. So it seems like Gary, Gary loves No Man's Sky, right? And yep. the news is that there will be a patch for PS5 owners. And this patch is going to... Oh, I, I'm, I just... I'm, I, I disappeared in the picture. Oh, okay, I'm going to fix that soon. So um, this this patch is going to make um, No Man's Sky appear with a high resolution on the PlayStation 5 and with simply better performance. Cool. So that's exactly what people have been waiting for because I've heard that the PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 4 Pro version, they seem to look a bit blurry and not really amazing. So perfect for people who want to play that game on the PlayStation 5 in an awesome way and a very beautiful way. So now you got to tell me, why should I play No Man's Sky? Gary, what is so fascinating about it?
2: Well, the thing about No Man's Sky, I think, um, first of all, you've got to be the kind of... uh, game player who wants this specific kind of game okay so if you want to play no man's sky as a game that it is presenting itself to be you need to sort of get along with grinding it's a very grindy kind of game to progress through it Uh, you need to put in quite a lot of time as well to uh, progress through it but The thing is, as well, it's like for me, the first thing that attracted me to No Man's Sky wasn't the grinding or the the gameplay loop necessarily. It was just to do with the fact that the, the setting that it's presenting you with more than anything else. Um, so just having the ability to um, land on any planet you see, take off and have no loading screens, just take off and travel from planet to planet and this kind of stuff is just an incredible concept to me. And it, it's just sort of appealed to me in the sense that this is the kind of game I wanted uh, from when I was a kid. Um, so that that's really the premise of why... I, I personally like No Man's Sky. I don't think it's a game for everybody. Certainly not. The thing with the PSVR version, okay. So when this first came out in VR, it was released on PSVR and on uh, PC VR at the same time. And I bought both versions. I already had it. So it's like a free update to both, both versions anyway. And the PSVR version, even on a pro, they didn't patch it especially for the pro or anything it it was very blurry you know It, it really was but getting that game to run on a ps4 base in the first place in vr um, I don't know really if I could expect anything more than how it looked because even on a high-end PC, the highest-end PC, it was still very, very, you know, it was struggling performance-wise. Um, it's had numerous updates and it's got better and better, um, both in terms of gameplay, in terms of performance and this kind of stuff. Um, but the fact is this PS5 update, I hope it will just bring it in line more with like PC, high-end PC performance without necessarily the uh, the the performance hitches that you might expect from PC, you know, the the finickiness of a PC. Um, So if they've upped the resolution on the PS5 compared to the original version on PS4, then that's a bonus. This past week, just quickly before I pass it back to you, uh, Sebastian, this past couple of weeks, actually, I've had an incredible experience in getting back into No Man's Sky (laughs) by streaming it to my Quest 2 in my living room while my son plays it on the PS... Uh, VR, not PSVR, PS4 um flat on the TV and we're just playing multiplayer together and this is just one of the most incredible games to play multiplayer in my opinion. This is like my own personal Population 1. Everybody loves Population 1 I don't really like that kind of game so this is like my multiplayer game. I love No Man's Sky multiplayer and playing it with my son in the same room on two different formats is just an incredible experience.
1: So how does it actually work? You're flying together with your son in the same spacecraft?
2: No, no, no. How does it work? So I... This has got one of the best multiplayer implementations as well. So I can just carry on playing my game. If my son hops onto the PS4, he can just join my game. He he flies down in his own ship. He he you get a little icon locating where I am. He joins me, and then we can go off and do missions, or we can just gather resources and upgrade and this kind of stuff, or just explore various planets and scan you know get exploration points and stuff like that by scanning all these animals and stuff so it's it's that kind of experience it's a very chill multiplayer experience but there can be you know there's moments of action as well but i tell have you, you
0: ever tried have you ever tried mixing it where he's in the vr headset and you're on the ps4 n-
2: no but <laughs> we have played when, when i owned a psvr um because I've sold that now, but we did both play in VR at the same time at one point as well, and that was great. But my son sort of gravitated more towards just playing it on the TV out of convenience, really, more than anything else. So I thought, I'll sell the PSVR because we really didn't use it. But having this experience where I'm streaming it wirelessly to the Quest 2, which is such an incredible experience anyway, a little bit of latency, it doesn't look quite so good, but just having that ability to sit in the same room and play with uh, in the same game together is fantastic. Cool. That sounds fantastic. So let me understand it
1: better since I've really never played it. So you are in your own spaceship and your son is in a spaceship. And then you say, hey, let's meet on on planet Mars or what? I don't know the planet (laughs) and then you, you fly there together. In your yeah. own spaceships, and then you meet on the surface, and then yeah, hi Dad, what's up, Law? What's up? Are you yeah like this or that's and, exactly it? So, God, that yeah. sounds no, pretty, cool. that sounds pretty amazing, though, really.
2: Well, the, the thing is, the multiplayer implementation is fantastic. So you've okay. got you've got these different systems that you travel to. If he joins my game, for example, he'll automatically be transported, no matter where he is in the galaxy, he'll automatically be transported to my system, and he'll see a little icon of which planet I'm located on. And then he can just fly his ship down to the planet and meet me on the surface. And that in itself is an incredible experience, because I can, while I'm wandering around on a planet in VR, I can look up to the sky, see the icon of my son's ship just get closer and closer and closer and then i could see him land right next to me and that in itself is just sort of like it's almost like a metaverse kind of experience to me i think it's fantastic
1: (laughs) that sounds that sounds really really fun though um and how many people could join the multiplayer experience uh
2: there's so i Think there's four people that can join at the same time um that was on launch and i'm pretty sure that's the same now i don't think i think you can have four people in the same multiplayer uh session yeah. okay
1: and it's it's like a totally cross play doesn't matter if i play it no. on playstation
2: no no it doesn't matter oh. no the complete it doesn't matter play, okay yeah, cool no no yeah so um the other yeah, thing as yeah, well, so that's yeah. multiplayer people that you want to meet up with in the same session, four players. But there's uh, an area where you can go, which is just uh, persistent with mm-hmm. hundreds of people in, in, well, probably not hundreds. I guess there's sort of limited 64 uh-huh. or something like that. But you know what I'm saying, you know, right. you can go to an area where there's plenty more players as well. Okay, cool. So, yeah.
1: So Anthony, is it something that you enjoy playing, Nomansky? Nomensky? No <laughs>
0: Yeah, (laughs) Nomansky. I played it a little bit when it first came out, um, and it's really cool because think about VR. What is VR? It's awesome when you are on an alien world and you're walking around, your boots are on the ground, and you're exploring an alien world for the first time, and you're seeing different kind of creatures and different kinds of plant life and all these things. I mean, that's what VR is all about. And so No Man's Sky, that's what No Man's Sky is all about. The problem is that it's one of these kind of games where you basically just get completely lost in it. And so most people that really get into a game like that they get completely lost and so that's all they play and they play it for hours and then they hours a day and then they play it for months and i just find myself like looking at it being like yeah this would be super addictive okay bye bye i gotta go (laughs) that's pretty much what i do
2: yeah i mean you do have to put plenty of time and if you want to progress through it that is one of the it's it's a downside for some people and and i suppose the thing is as well if you're covering vr um anthony as well you need to sort of have limited time that you can put into the these things you've got to move on to the next game so like a a, an eight hour experience that you can get through review and give a definitive opinion of is a fantastic way to do that no man's sky isn't isn't that kind of game elite dangerous isn't that kind of game either and it's a struggle i suppose it's why these games sort of blend into the background they're persistent in the vr community but they sort of blend into the background they're never sort of the center of attention really
1: so how many hours do you think I would need to put inside um, No Man's Sky for me to understand it and in order to rate it as a VR I, reviewer? How many hours? <laughs> Tell me now. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah. Well, people will be very snobbish about the fact that you have to put in you have to finish a game to review it and stuff like that. I don't think that's necessarily true, especially for a game like No Man's Sky or Elite Dangerous. Um but to understand it and to get a gist of it and know if it's for you or not, you can put in, I'd say, you know, five hours, Okay. Get get on the road to it. And I think you'll know if it's for you or not at that point. I will say those first five hours are probably a bit more of a struggle than it becomes <laughs> later on. It becomes far more easy <laughs> to progress and stuff like that later on.
1: Okay. Oh, damn! I don't have this patience, you know. Like, yeah. ah,
2: if you have to put in so
1: many hours. Okay, five hours is probably still okay because it seems like so many people love it. And if it's going to look better in PS5 soon, as good as on on the PCs, probably I might want to look into it. Do you guys know how expensive it is at the, at the moment? Probably somebody in the chat could tell us how expensive is the game on Steam VR
2: and on PlayStation. That would be incredible. Can you remember how it much goes you pay for it goes on
0: sale a lot?
2: It goes, yeah. It's it's normally it goes on sale a lot for around well twenty pounds over here. Um, it's almost yeah, pretty often that will happen. Right, right, okay. Yeah. I think on, twenty dollars. I could pay
0: now. It's full price on Steam right now, fifty nine mm. ninety nine. But I think Green Man Gaming has it for uh, like 33 mm. okay. it oh, half, thirty three bucks. You'll get it thirty Thirty yeah, bucks. Yeah,
2: you'll, you'll get it half price if you wait, you know, a few weeks or something. I would imagine. Okay, I think about thirty
1: dollars should be should be interesting to check it out. Then, nice. So, um, Gary, you say I should check it out, yeah?
2: Yeah, I can't believe you've not checked it out. <laughs> yeah. Oh
1: my goodness. <laughs> okay, okay. I I should totally do it. I should check it out then. Probably once the patch is out for the PlayStation Five, then I can check it out on PlayStation Five. And wait, see. here's
0: a question though. For both of you guys, is like. Do any of these things tempt you to run out and buy a PlayStation 5? I'm assuming neither of you got a PlayStation I 5. have. I have a PlayStation 5. Oh, you do? Okay. I do, yeah. Why? Why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Because I hoped that probably lots of games would run so much better and get these kind of patches, right? Because I really enjoyed, actually, the PlayStation VR experience. Like So many games that you can only get there, right? Astrobot. Resident Evil, which I don't play. (laughs) But lots of cool games are there. And I simply hope for that PlayStation VR (laughs) 2, of course, but also hope that that the games that are out there now might run better, might be more beautiful. And it seems it is happening. Yeah, that's why I got it. Have
0: you tried? Have you tried like Blood and Truth on your PS5? Because supposedly it has better textures and stuff. But is the difference like? Do you like really notice a difference, or is it like so minute?
1: Um, I myself haven't tried it, but in the German community they did, and they they think it looks way better now on the PlayStation Five. And Blood and Truth already. Is a good-looking game, and I'm looking forward to try it out. But one thing is really strange on the PlayStation Five. If you play a PlayStation VR title, and if you stream it to your YouTube channel, you cannot read the comments anymore. That's so stupid. Oh. Like on the PlayStation Four and PlayStation Four Pro, when you stream in the PSVR stuff, it's so nice, right? You can see the comments. They show it to you in VR, and wow, you can so have so nice. Game, uh, let's play videos, right? But on the PlayStation 5, it doesn't work anymore. It's so stupid. Strange. Anyways, right. That is the short No Man's Sky topic on PlayStation okay. 5. It's soon going to look better. All right. So now let's get to the next topic here. And for the next topic, let me show the people who are watching this here right now. Picture. So now you should see my screen here. This is the Uni Virtual Reality Headset. It's a new project by Max Kut. And Max Kut is a young guy. And when he was 15 years old, he built his own virtual reality headset. And that became Project Relativity. And you can still build your own headset. It costs like $200 if you, if you buy the parts and put it together and you're going to get a steam vr headset. Now his next project is called Unai, U N A I. And well, it's a it's a vr headset which is not a steam vr headset. This headset is all about social vr. So meeting other people in VR and yeah exploring a new virtual world together. So this is not only the VR headset, it also comes with a whole world, with a whole virtual reality world in VR where you meet your new friends or hang out with your friends that you already have. And there's also some some renders in on the website. The website is called uh, is uni. one. And it looks beautiful. It looks really, really beautiful. These renders, and would be of course amazing to to meet your friends in these beautiful worlds. The interesting thing about the headset, it's a standalone headset. There are no wires, but the headset is communicating with a little compute box, I would say, and all the computations happen in that box the headset itself is wireless it features nine cameras so lots of cameras in order to not only scan your environment to do to do the slam to do the tracking but also to give you full body tracking. So it seems there are cameras like looking down on your body to see where your feet are and your hands are. There are are cameras which look at your face so that the the facial expressions can be shown in virtual reality. And that seems pretty interesting. So very interesting. And the company Unai is hiring right now. If you are into hardware design, if you are into arts, then you can apply and you can work at UNI. So, very interesting project. And now I would like to hear from Gary and Anthony. What
2: are your thoughts about this project? Um, yeah, so, uh, well, I could go first quickly. I, I, I like the idea of this this thing. Um, this is sort of playing into that thing. You know, in Ready Player One, you have the the Oasis headset And then you go into the oasis. You use the headset to access the oasis. That's pretty much what I understand this to attempt to be. It's that kind of thing. You you buy the headset and it does this one thing really well. Hopefully, these renders, of course, you know, I don't don't really pay too much attention to the like the graphical renders and stuff like that. We we've all seen these kinds of things before, and we don't know how they're going to end up. So, I can skip over that, but. You know, the premise, and I've watched the video of this guy. So he made, he and his friend made a VR, uh, uh, you know, an open source VR device when he was 15 years old and obviously got a a passion for VR and wanted to pursue it in this direction. And they are focusing not on gaming. They are focusing on the social aspect um, away from Facebook uh, primarily as well. Um, so I, I'm really interested in this. This is uh, this is a quirk to me. Okay, I like the idea of it, and I I wish them all the success. To me, this feels like one of the companies that you see as technology progresses, where it's almost like a, a little quirky company that will probably be hopefully bought up, acquired by somebody bigger, and bring something to fruition i see a lot of things i watch your video on this sebastian there were a few comments saying what can these guys do okay they're young guys they've got limited resources and we've seen this before though in in the past i'm not saying that they can't do it i just think that they need bigger resources to achieve something of this level of ambition that's the only thing however just to finish off my thoughts as a concept I actually really do like this. Now, whether you can use it for other things or not, almost misses the point of what they are going for with this device. So people will say, it's okay, but can I attach it and use it for Steam VR? That's not, I think that's missing the point. They, they want this to be a single use and create a vast open world, a vast persistent open world that people will use for one thing. Now it's not to say that that one thing is limited they can use that one world to do pretty much whatever they want within as well. So I think it's also got um, a lot of potential in in that respect. But yeah, very ambitious. It feels like a quirky step on the road to something bigger to me. Right. Anthony, what what are your thoughts about the UNI one?
0: I'm highly skeptical on this one. (laughs) Um, No, basically, yeah, you watch their entire... See, here's one of the problems that we have nowadays in this modern world. Anybody with a couple of hundred dollars can make a snazzy looking trailer and and you know have a nice looking website and like for example if I really wanted to if I had a couple thousand dollars I could create the most fantastical trailer a really snazzy looking website and pretend that I am launching this amazing VR product that's going to do all kinds of amazing things and the barrier to entry is like $2000 for me to do that so with all these projects that are out here that we see these types of videos on, what I would like to know more is have you received any venture capitalist money? Did somebody you know invest 20 million in you or 35 million in you? because products like this um, are great in the prototype stage and in the planning stage but actually physically manufacturing a product and delivering it is another thing entirely. I do like a lot of the concepts. So let's just pretend like this thing is a real thing. I love the idea of body tracking. I think that's so incredibly important. I think, I've said it a million times, I think we need our bodies in VR. I think it'll add so much more immersion. If you can look down and you see your shoulders and your arms and everything is in the exactly the right spot, that's gonna ground you in that in, in that experience so much more. So we got to assume that they have two little cameras that are down facing and it's using some type of skeletal algorithm to, to break all that down and the exciting thing about that what I love about that even if this thing ultimately isn't real at least hopefully that gets other people starting to think yeah you know maybe we should add a couple of little down facing cameras and start to get some body tracking in there there's also so I think there's six external cameras and three inside and so um, eye tracking and like facial features tracking and then also two microphones. And they're going to try to really get into 3D audio and like true spatial 3D audio. It all sounds great. Oh, one of the most crazy things about this whole entire thing, though, this little box that they have. And it's like, this is being rendered in real time on the, <laughs> the Uni A1. And it's like, OK, wait a minute. This box. I think this is con- the little box connects to a PC. You still need a 3090, and I don't think a 3090 is going to render that. that really, I, I don't think so. I think this. Oh, this so be... what's in the box? Yeah, a 3090s in the little box. Like, kn- what's rendering this? It
1: could be it could be an XR2 chipset. Could be any kind of chipset, right? It doesn't have to be a 3090. That's a question, but probably they don't know yet themselves <laughs> what's going but to I be in the box.
2: These these renders need to be you know you don't need to spend any time on these renders to be honest i don't i don't right. think anything can be made to look good in a still shot like that and when you see it in motion and you know the the uh, the photorealistic rendering and stuff like that comes in as soon as you move your head and stuff you know you don't know how they are they're doing these so I, I that side of things i'm not too concerned about to be honest same here i think
0: that I think the little box is just a, um, it's like a wireless beaming box. Mm -hmm. That's all. And and it connects to your PC. I would bet millions of dollars on that straight up because there's no way this little box is rendering what's going on in the headset. There's no way. Why? Why not? Why not? Because they like also look at how small it is. What what are you going to put in there? XR2 can't render anything close to that.
1: We don't know yet. Of, well, but also the, the Magic Leap 1. It also had this little box which would render things to the headset. So they say, we use a dedicated box that wirelessly connects to our headset. This offers tons of creative freedom to make beautiful, engaging worlds. But you know what? Even... Even the Quest Two, right? Everything is in the headset with the XR Two chipset. It can render beautiful worlds. So why shouldn't? But it
0: can't render Crisis and shit. Crisis <laughs> VR. Crisis. You saw the trailer for this. Yeah. It's like the most beautiful visuals I've ever seen.
1: I agree, but you know what? I I don't really believe that in the end the world is going to look like those renders here. It, the thing is, they want this to become a social world, right? So it means like like tens of people at the same time, the same scene, and they have to render it to all the people at 90 frames per second and everybody speaks and talks and interacts and you have all their buddies, right? Because you're full body tracking. No, (laughs) this is not going to be, this is not so easy. So yeah, this is more like they wish it would look like this in the end, but I agree with, with Gary, don't look at those renders. If this it looks does, like this, wow, they got my money, but I don't think it's going to happen like this.
2: It does say on the website as well. I'm just looking at it. just say all in one. Um, yeah, right. All in one. So no, no PC. And, yeah, and it wouldn't, I mean, the
0: yeah, no like, like,
2: thing is as well, you can be skeptical of these renders. I'm happy to be skeptical of these renders and, and not <laughs> think it's ever going to look like that in, in the headset unless they plan on releasing this six years, seven years down the line. Um, right, right. Well, what do you think? How
1: expensive would this thing to be? So, would this need to be? The thing is, they will not have, yeah, the chance to like finance it with with games, something like Facebook does, right? Or somehow like subsidize it. So, what do you think? How expensive should this device be with its nine cameras, two microphones, and this little magic box?
0: <laughs> wow. With the magic, the magic box. Apparently, if it's going to render <laughs> Crisis VR, the magic box itself is going to be fifteen ninety nine, and then the headset's going to be like another five hundred and ninety
2: nine. I, I think there's two two ways to look at it. I think there's a way to look at it as how they can produce it for a certain price, and there's a way to look at it as how. People will purchase it for a certain price, and I think those two things are another problem that they've got. Honestly, because I don't think they can produce something which will do everything that they want it to do in, you know, in even within a year, two years, or something like that. I think it feels like it must be further off um, in order to get a decent price on this thing, because I don't think people are going to purchase it. What I'm hearing from a lot from people that are talking about this is. They won't buy a device that will do one thing, okay? Um, which is a valid, it's a valid opinion to have. I understand that, um, and I think they need to get this price down to be pretty much Quest price, and I don't think they can for the technology <laughs> that they're asking.
1: I think it's pretty impossible, like completely impossible to bring that down to $299 without having any capital, without being like super rich like Facebook and like subsidizing the crap out of this headset and then simply offering like uh, one world, which is in the beginning going to be completely empty because there's no one there, because not many people are going to pay, I don't know, $500 for this, for a one-trick pony, right? Right that's it's the chicken and egg problem right it's it's impossible i think honestly speaking so i love the ambition i love it that that this max says wow you know what i made a headset when i was 15 now i'm going to make the metaverse <laughs> mm-hmm. it's cool it's very ambitious and lots of drive love it but i think it's too many problems
0: but you know Sebastian. Yep. Yeah, yes. You should probably
2: interview this guy. That I want be a to. Great little Yeah.
1: I right? want to. I want to. Max, if you're watching this, I want to interview you. There's, Absolutely. Yeah.
2: There's there's one thing I, I just want to finish off on because I feel like <laughs> overall I've been a bit more negative than I planned on being for this because I do <laughs> like the idea of it. I Me too. Like yeah. The 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 ambition that they're going for in terms of this one persistent metaverse. If they can pull that off that's something that even facebook is struggling with by all accounts with horizon you know a very basic looking very limited attempt at doing some kind of metaverse kind of experience and facebook don't seem to be able to really give that to people in the way that they want it and this is if it's trying to do that but exponentially bigger it's a struggle it's a struggle it's a very it's a huge struggle but you know with startups
1: they start with one thing in mind but then if they see, oh, that doesn't work, they pivot. So who knows yeah. what comes out of this? Probably, probably he is going to make this UNI headset. And then probably he finds out, hey, people don't want just one thing. People want this to be a Steam VR compatible headset. And probably this becomes a Steam VR compatible headset, and then people will be all over it, right? So this is the beautiful thing about startups. Something beautiful can come out of it, and not always it's what they had in mind in the first place. That's what I believe right now. So who knows? Who knows? Probably something incredible is going to come out of it.:
0: It does say, I'm looking at an image where it says, "No wires." UnaI uses a dedicated box for rendering and and dude, I don't understand how. I just don't understand how. Right. but okay okay but if you interview them that's the I want to know all about this rendering box what is in there how is it driving it's got a CPU and a GPU and everything in this little box like like what on earth where's this technology coming from that it could drive a headset that you know if you're thinking it's an XR2 or something then that their their images are like, unbelievably overblown
2: well it has um the other thing i mean this box i don't know i i don't know if i've got a size comparison for it but you can get some like mini pcs that are pretty powerful that will run in a box i don't think it will be that i think it probably will be a mobile chip but you could get something like a mini pc that would have pretty decent amount of rendering i don't think it would do that the renderers that they're showing um at 90 fps smooth but may you know there's other options as well. You can drop it down to 30. <laughs> it's a
0: Raspberry Pi. <laughs> yeah, right, there. right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh, my goodness.
1: Yeah, very funny. Very funny. Um, but, yeah, lots of obstacles. No, I mean, very interesting. Very interesting and lots of obstacles that the people at UNI have to solve. And it seems like this whole video and this coming out with UNI is also to recruit people, right? Mm-hmm. So they want to attract talent in order to build that thing. So that's what the website is about. If you are someone who who is an engineer or who is an artist, then probably, yeah, you can work together with you But the question really is, do they have funding? Can they pay all these people? And again... Max if you're watching this I would love to interview you so we can find out more about the device about the Uni project really really interesting and I root for them I totally root for them because their headset looks good and if they can pull it off I would be more than happy Yeah anything more to talk about this part
0: Guys uh no I mean we didn't find anything out about like resolution and we all don't know those anything. kinds of things so They don't know we don't themselves have a lot yet of
1: them, exactly exactly so let's see let's see what this is going to be about and how this will develop again max if you're watching this i would love to interview you all right let's get to the next topic and the next topic here let's have a look at my screen for this the next topic is that facebook's arvr hat calls for a big shift in how it deals with user privacy. So Facebook wants to do a 180 degrees turn on privacy. As you know, they've recently forced all of us (laughs) to log in with our Facebook accounts if we want to use the Quest 2. And that is, of course, connected to lots of privacy issues. Do you want Facebook to to know how tall you are, how you move, where you're looking at, and do you want to allow them to use all this information to make an even better profile of you, so that they can serve you better ads and learn, yeah, and and earn more from you. And well, that's how they subsidize the Quest Two. That's why it's only two hundred ninety nine dollar. Now, an internal memo has leaked. Yeah, is it really internal? I'm not sure. So let's let's read this out. So, I'm quoting from that internal memo from Mr. Andrew Bosworth, who is the boss of the Facebook Reality Lab, the the department which is working on the Quest and all these kind of things. Starting in January, we are changing the way we approach product development in FRL. Instead of imagining a product and trimming it down to fit modern standards of data privacy and security, we are going to invert our process. We will start with the assumption that we can't collect, use, or store any data. The burden is on us to demonstrate why certain data is truly required for the product to work. Even then, I want us to scope it as aggressively as we can, holding a higher bar for sending data to the server than we do for processing it locally. I have no problem with us giving users options to share more if they choose opt-in, but by default, we shouldn't expect it. Really interesting. So it seems, it looks like this would be like a, yeah, an interesting kind of change in thinking like a total paradigm shift for Facebook, right? So I want to ask Anthony and Gary, what do you think about this? Do you think this is true? This is really an internal mem- memo that really leaked or is it like
0: leaked in order for PR? Or what do you think? I think it's probably leaked in order for PR. I mean, I I, I believe this is posturing. Uh, there's a lot of negativity that's going on in this area right now. And so... The thing is whenever they talk about privacy especially this guy Andrew Bosworth he seems to talk almost in riddles it's like these like little words are used they're all mixed around and ultimately you come away not really knowing what they're really doing it's like it's like yeah we plan on being very open to changing the possibilities and re- you know so it's it's kind of hard to read that now one of the things that He tried to convey in this whole thing is he was talking about how he worked at Microsoft before and then he came over to Facebook and he was saying that when he was at Microsoft, that Microsoft didn't care that much about all this security stuff. And they were letting um, all these other companies like Norton Antivirus and all these other companies, they were letting them do that. And then they made a sea change. Um, right around that time, where they decided, no, we're now going to start to do all that internally. We can't depend on all these um, other companies out there to handle security. And he's, and, and that now Microsoft is considered pretty good with their security, always updating Windows whenever there's any threats. Like they take it super seriously. And he kind of feels like Facebook can transition into that and, and be thought of in that way where Microsoft is respected pretty much in that category, um, which is great posturing, it sounds good, and if that was really the, the case, that would be great. But I don't think this really correlates with like their business model. Their business model is all about trying to know as much as they can possibly know about the end user. Here's one thing that I differ though from like Sebastian about all these worries about privacy and stuff. I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. I think we're further away from that. It will happen, but like, I wouldn't be worried about it right now. I don't think they're tracking anything right now. I don't think they're sending anything back to their servers that's analyzing my personality based on I'm looking over here or I slump, I slouch my body in a certain way. That's where body tracking really comes in, (laughs) but um (laughs) I don't think the spying is really happening right now. I don't think they're capable of it. I don't think they have a system set up for it yet. I believe they will absolutely do it at some point in the future because it's critical to their business model and they'll try to hide it in any way possible. Look at Cambridge Analytica. I mean, you know, they're going to do what they do. And it's like, if you aren't cheating, you aren't trying. If you get busted, you you deal with a fine. Right.
2: Uh, yeah, I I, I think... Um... Just on that point, with regards to them, not you know, not being that concerned about it now. Okay, I, c- I can understand that as well. To be honest, my concern and reading through because I uh, recently I read through the the Facebook privacy policy and then the Oculus privacy policy, which basically leads on from the Facebook privacy policy and adds certain things that are specific for VR and that kind of stuff. Okay, I just feel like if they are taking this data now then they can do what they want with it in the future because they don't have anything clearly in the privacy policies on how long they can use this data they don't clearly define how they can u- how they can use it they they give examples in the privacy policies they give examples of how we might use this data and how we might use it in the f- in the future how long we will keep certain data they'll give examples we'll we'll keep this for example we'll keep this for 6 months but they don't categorically say how they're using all of this stuff. And I think this lack of transparency is, a, is is the biggest deal because any data they acquire in the future, they could use that for different things which they don't necessarily need to disclose now. They could still store that data forevermore as long as they deem it um, pertinent for their uh, services to remain active. They, they they That's sort of how they describe it in the privacy policy. At least, at least that's my understanding. Um, I, I want to say just with regards to this particular memo and yeah, it probably was leaked for PR purposes. I think there's, whether it was or not, I think it's sort of leaked. I think it sort of cuts through the bullshit and at least acknowledges the public's concern for what Facebook are, uh, for what Facebook are doing. So I think that in itself is worthwhile, but yeah, it could be posturing as Anthony described. So um, we can probably take this for, um, some of that i suppose um yeah i think overall i mean i'm mean, i i'm pleased that they're at least acknowledging it in some way I, I guess that's the takeaway whether it's it's bullshit or not i think it's a, it's a good thing to have to acknowledged
1: Right, and I think yeah, both of you are, are kind of right in what you say. So, Anthony, I agree with you that like right at the moment. Okay, so what what do they want to do? Will they watch us when we play Beat Saber or what? Right. So at the moment, right, it, the concern right now is probably it's not so important. But I also agree with what Gary said. So yes, right now it doesn't it's not so 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 important, right? If they watch me play Beat Saber, okay but it's about the future. So what I believe right now they bought our consent with a $299 Quest 2. It's an amazing headset. It has the XR2 chipset, right? Wow, we have to buy it for $299. <laughs> <Take a shot. laughs> yeah, he exactly. said, ooh, to, for $299. And it's basically, it's an amazing headset. And all of us agreed to that privacy policy. And just like Gary said, it, it's like not so transparent. What exactly are they recording? And are, are they making like accessible for third parties in order to understand us better. So I believe this is really all a setup for us to to join now because, well, there's no competition and who cares about them watching us play Beat Saber, right? But it's going to change in a couple of years. It's going to be different. And then we are already in that system and we have already agreed to use Facebook the way that we use it. And yeah, so I believe it's a huge problem. About that memo... I personally think, okay, that it's, it's so obvious that this is this is this was leaked for PR purposes. This is not an internal memo. Okay, it might be an internal mem- memo for sure, but it was just leaked in order to show the world, okay, now we take care of privacy. But I must tell you guys, talk is cheap. Talk is so cheap. I don't see it at all. We have just been forced into... Signing up with our Facebook accounts, and it's just like so detrimental to what that to the to what that memo is saying. If they are really real about that memo and about the contents of that memo, then they would allow us to use our Oculus accounts and not to force us to use Facebook. And recently, there was another um, interview with Bosworth in The Verge, and in that interview, he said that that business model of showing um, ads to people that he likes it, that this is going to be the business model going forward. And for that to make it happen, they still need to know us as good as possible, just like what Anthony said. They need to understand who we are, what we like, everything. They want to know everything about us. So this memo is detrimental to their business model, and that's why I believe that this whole memo is complete bullshit. And I must say, I I don't quite... Understand that some of our media, of our VR media, simply, simply um, printed that whole memo <laughs> without any context. Right? There's like two big, two big, um, <laughs> two big websites, and one website did it right, in my opinion, with like putting this in context, this whole um, memo, and the other one, the other big one, simply, simply printed the whole thing without any comment. So yeah, well, okay, that's that's a bit funny in my opinion. So wow, yeah, right. So you can think about yourself what that means. But um, in my opinion, this is strange. And in my opinion, these are the, just words and I want to see it. I need to see it. I need to see that we have a choice that if we want to use the Quest or any other Facebook product that we can simply choose ourselves. Do we want to log in with Facebook? Yes or no, and that would really mean something to me. That that leaked memo, which with these nice words, in my opinion, that is not good enough.
2: Yeah, the, um, I, I was just going to say another quick point on this because there was something uh, like a year ago or something. I bought my or no, my mum bought my child a Kindle Fire tablet. And with that particular device, what you can do is you can purchase a slightly cheaper version and it comes with ads built into right. it. And then you can pay a, a subsidy, £10 it is over here, and then you remove the ads from it. I'm just looking at this statement where it says something along the lines of, uh, I have no problem with his given users options to share more if they choose opt-in. Uh, but by default, we shouldn't expect it. I'm wondering if they can sort of have levels of this subsidy with something like a Quest 3 or a Quest 4 where you pay extra, $100 extra, and remove adverts personal adverts and remove a level of data acquisition i don't think they'll remove it entirely but i think you could remove a level so i'm wondering if that could play a part in in what they do as long as they're more transparent about it then i don't have an issue with it uh,
1: that would be amazing if they give you the choice okay you pay 100 dollar more but then we're not going to track whatever you do in vr okay like i think lots of germans here for example they would go for it right and uh, yeah so who knows no idea yeah anyways so this is a very interesting topic and uh, I would like to know what our audience thinks about this topic so please do let us know there is a poll down in the description of this video please go to the poll and let us know now what do you think does facebook really care about privacy and are they going to do a 180 degrees turn and really care about privacy and become that big champion of privacy in vr or is that only PR? And this is, this is only yeah, to let us hope that this thing, things are going to change. Please cast your vote. And again, the link to cast your vote now is down in the description of this video. And at the end of today's show, we're going to let you know what you guys think about it. All right. Cool. That was a very interesting topic. And now we're going to go to the next topic. And the next topic is Hitman 3. Did you play Hitman 3?
2: No, I didn't. Uh, I've not got a PSVR anymore, otherwise I would have, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I have a PSVR,
0: but I'm broke. No, I'm just, no actually, it's funny. I went um, this morning. I thought, oh, I'll just go to Redbox. You know, they got these red boxes. They rent video games, right? Uh, and Hitman 3 is a gigantic game. I'll go rent that. I've actually done this before with some PlayStation VR games like Ace Combat and uh, Gran Turismo Sport. I rented them just so, you know, I could get a feel for the game, check it out, see if it's any good. Um, but Redbox apparently has not been renting any games for like a year now. And I had no awareness of it because, again, I never play flat games, of course.
1: <laughs> <laughs> of course, yeah. Um... But have you played it before, actually? I'm now actually showing some of my gameplay. I've played it and I've streamed it. So I just wanted
2: to ask you, have you ever played a Hitman game or is that new for you? Uh, yeah, I have. I played the because I think the first of the new ones came out in twenty sixteen. So and I think that was episodic as well. Um, right, right. And it might have been a free game on PlayStation Plus at one point. So I think that's probably where I played most of it. But I bought it on PC when it was released. And yeah, I think the concept of those games is fantastic. Anyway, um but it was always it never struck me as being a VR game that was well suited to VR. <laughs> in in all honesty, because it's like a third person game as default on. Uh, pc and on playstation and uh i i like the concept i just never thought of it as a vr game but seeing all this footage you play people playing it and their impressions of it it does look pretty good actually um and i'm interested to see how the motion controls work on playstation vr because i know it's a dual shot game but it also has motion controls built into it as well um not with moves though that's the thing
1: Right, right, exactly. So for me, it, the, the whole Hitman franchise was completely new. I never played it, probably because I am not the sneaky type of guy. Right, you need some, <laughs> you need some patience with all these kind of things. And for all of you who don't know about Hitman, well, it's it's about um, assassinating people. You are. Uh, how to say that in English? An assassinator,
2: a, a, a assassin,
1: assassin. <laughs> an assassin. Good, an assassin or a hitman. A Hitman. Oh, that makes <laughs> that makes so much sense. Oh my goodness, it makes so much sense. And well, in the beginning of the game, you get your uh, your mission, and you you learn who to kill because you're an assassin. And then you are in this um, kind of big open world, and you can go about your you about this mission. As you want. So there are lots of different ways to fulfill your mission and to kill that target. And that is really interesting because there's lots of replay value. And, well, I must tell you guys, I played it and I was absolutely amazed by this game. Really, absolutely fantastic. So when I heard about that you cannot use the move controllers, first of all, I was a bit disappointed. Because I thought, like, okay, it's a VR game, or at least there's a VR mode. Why don't you support those move controllers to give you, like, real hand movements, right? Why do you only support the DualShock controllers? But then, when I actually played it, it felt absolutely natural it's fine like the weapon handling for example if you have like a gun then you would still use your the the 6 degrees of freedom function of that dual shock controller because it is tracked in 6 degrees of freedom in order to to aim with that controller right also or if you if you uh, yeah want to punch somebody then you would take that controller and do that punch motion and really punch them in the face so it is not just dual shock it's not just like pu- like pressing a button in order to do something. it's really actually using your movements in order to do stuff and for a dual shock controller movement, I think they've done a great job. I think they've done the best job they could with their dual shock controller, and also you cannot only play the contents of hitman 3 if you already own hitman 1 and 2 you can play all of these levels also in virtual reality now so in terms of value wow that is truly amazing so even if we don't get many new games into this game you can put hours and hours and there's so many levels and each level you have like so many different ways to play it it is incredible so For the first level, it's about Dubai. You're in Dubai, there's this new skyscraper, and it's the first day of the new skyscraper, and you're supposed to kill two people. And I streamed it on on the English channel on MRTV, and I was new to the franchise. Basically, I tried the Rambo method. (laughs) I was, like, walking through, and I'm shooting people in the head and stuff. And, yeah... It didn't work so well. In the end, it also worked, but it didn't work so well. Okay. Then again, I played the same level on my German channel and I did it in a totally different way. And it felt like I played two different games. It was a completely different kind of experience. And both were so much fun. The graphics, unbelievable. So good. So um, right now, what you're watching right now here, it's um, the burden level. And Berlin is a crazy city. I can tell. It's one of the coolest cities in Europe. And they have an f- unbelievable club scene. Like clubbing and, and these kind of things are huge in Berlin. And this, this um, level is about, um, is about like a, a club, actually. And you go into this club and you see it probably right now. And there is like so many people in that club. And it was one of the best moments... I ever had in virtual reality because they really made that going to the club feel so real. All of these people in that club look different. All of these people have a different dance style. So it's really not like, oh, everybody is dancing like a robot. Absolutely. No, it, it absolutely feels like there's something going on and you are really in that club. The The, the bass is pumping, right? Uh, the lasers are going on and you are tasked with killing somebody in that in that club, right? And you have to be very careful. If you just go crazy, then there's going to be a mass panic and people are rushing out and they will totally find you or you do it more sneakily. And that's what I did. It's just like so amazing. And I must say, I am shocked how good that game is.
2: The, the, um, I, I will say like one of the attractions of Hitman has always been like this thing of having like a sandbox level where the options are open to you. As long as you get that end task complete, you can go about it however you want to. It gives you guidance. You, it gives you ways in which you can sort of try to do it or you can do it on your own using you know various methods. And that's one of the attractions with Hitman. It always has been. Um, so it, it sounds really good. One of the things um, I was going to ask you guys as well can you see this ever come into pc vr i suppose there's difficulty with the track controller for a start unless they want to completely overall overhaul it with uh, motion controllers which will be you know probably too big a job really
1: yeah but honestly this game should be on pc vr it is really amazing and yeah, they, they have done a fantastic job now porting this to PSVR. I think this is really the best uh, port they could have made for this DualShock controller thing. But having this with two controllers in 60 gr- degrees of freedom and by like really being more immersed with uh, 360 kind of uh, room tracking, wow, that would be amazing. That would be so good. I played this game now sitting down and it worked fine. It worked really fine, actually, so no problem at all. And, um, yeah, having this in PC VR, it would be so good. Oh, my goodness, really. It would be fantastic. And I, I, hope, I hope it's going to happen, but we don't know, right?
0: It's probably a one-year exclusivity deal. Um, Just like Resident slightly. Evil 7, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: but, but, what, but what do they do with the motion controls? If the motion controls are sort of still integral because you don't have a, a track uh, game pad, Well, couldn't you?
0: uh, Well, think of games like Pixel Rip 1995 where you can play it. You can pretend you have a controller. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. But the thing is, it's separate. So, do they just map the separate function? Maybe they just bring in like actual legitimate hand. Like they can, they could completely alter the controls. It'd probably be pretty hard, though.
2: Yeah. I think, I think that's too big a job for them. You know, I'd love them to do that. So, I don't want to dismiss it. I think that would be a great way to play that game.
0: Yeah,
1: I think they could do it because actually, like, there's one hand that is kind of six degrees of freedom. (laughs) And I I don't think it's going to be so tough to bring in the second hand. I I think they could do it. And if they would do it, wow, they would sell so many copies. Like, like they would would make so much more money. (laughs) Yeah, it could be a big
0: game. It could be a big game. They might want to do that on PC. Right, but at the moment, well, it's
1: only on the Epic Game Store, and there's not m- much VR going on in the, on the Epic Game Store, so that doesn't look so good. No idea, no idea if it's going to come. I hope it comes. And for all the people who are, who are, um, yeah, who own a PS4 or PS4 Pro or PS5 and the PSVR. Get this game. You're going to have a fantastic time. Do watch my gameplay videos on it. I had a fantastic time and I I will keep on playing that simply because it's also so much fun to stream. You know, you can ask the audience, okay, should I kill this guy now? (laughs) Yes or no? Should I do this? And there's so many different
2: options and so many different kind of play styles. Wow. do they have? Um, do you know if they've got like a, a patches for PS4 Pro to make it a little bit sharper, or PS5 uh, to make it you um, know, increase super sampling or whatever? Right, right. I played
1: it in on PlayStation 5 and then on PlayStation 4 Pro, but I didn't see any kind of difference. Probably only the the loading times were better on the PlayStation 5, and I did see some some graphical problems like pop in was kind of visible. Okay, right. But um, other than that, the game looks very nice. Like, you've seen that club scene in Berlin, right? So many different people dancing and, like, yeah, they, they've done an amazing job on the graphics. This does look and feel like a A game, right? It's, it has a triple A game price tag to it, $70. It's not cheap. But honestly, for this game, it's absolutely worth it. Also because of the replay value. It's fantastic. How how often you can play the same level over and over again. So, wow. It's one of the best PlayStation VR games, in my opinion. And I just hope that this is going to happen for PC VR. Please, IOI, IO Interactive, make this happen. Make this a a, a PC VR game. People would love it. People would buy it. And you could make lots of money. They're already making lots of money right now, I think. I hope. Because that's really worth it. Yeah. So, Anthony,
0: is it is this a game that you would like to play? You know, I'm starting to feel really jealous now. That <laughs> yeah. whole nightclub scene, and um, I, I, I was as you were talking, I was bouncing around some different videos of it see one of the things i do is i deliberately avoid any footage of anything and even if it's a game that i I might not play for a year or something because like i'm not getting it right away and i'll get it some other day later on i still i i have a media blackout for anything that i plan on actually eventually getting to and so that's what i kind of thought about hitman 3 but as you were talking about it i looked at a bunch of videos of it and I'm like, damn! I'm starting to feel really oh, jealous man. now. You should play it. Uh, you, have so, a, yeah, you have a you have a actually right? buy this thing. Yeah,
1: I think you should. Really, it's it's so good, and you will lose yourself in it. I don't. I seldom have that, right? Especially with these games that don't give you like immediate action, right? I'm this immediate action guy, but this you should better not just take out your AK-47, right? It's more like do it in a in a subtle way, and but actually. If you yeah make this plan on how to kill that person and then it plays out exactly as you planned, oh, that is a good feeling. So, yeah, it is, it is really, really, really an amazing game. So for all the people who have a PlayStation VR at home, get it. It is my personal uh, recommendation. You're going to have an amazing time. And again, for IOI, do do release that for, play, for PC VR. I think all of the VR community would be super grateful. So, Gary, you don't have a PlayStation VR anymore. What to do now? <laughs>
2: uh, no, I, I, I sort of so I sold it, and I thought because uh, I didn't use it, I just didn't use it. Okay. But then Hitman, Hitman is a big one, and I was I was a little bit sorry I didn't have it then. But uh, yeah, it's just. I've even considered, like last week, I was looking at prices on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, get it back. It's, but yeah, do you, you still have a PlayStation I'll 4 or PlayStation 4 Pro? Yeah, or? yeah, I've still got a PS4 Pro, yeah. Okay,
1: yeah, okay. All right, so check that eBay and see what's going on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes there's also the, these cool um, discounts, right, on the, the PlayStation VR Mega Pack, where you can get five games with it and it costs like, I don't know, 250 or something. Yeah, probably something to look into. Yeah. All right, cool. So I would like to ask here into the chat: Who of you have already played Hitman 3 on PSVR? Please say yes and tell us what you thought. So later we can find out what are your feelings on it. And um, yeah, person person says still waiting for the Resident Evil PC VR port. This
2: never happened. <laughs> never happened. And as well, the um, last week they had like a showcase or something for RE8, didn't they? Um, oh, exactly. Uh, yeah, they've not mentioned anything about VR so far. So, yeah, we'll see what happens with that. I mean, I, I think because I think, honestly, it's just not a priority. I think if they think they're going to get some kind of user base, I think as well, with Sony sort of taking, perhaps taking a step back from uh VR in some ways, at least that's what we it feels like, um, with fewer releases and stuff like that. And I've been reading up on Jim Ryan, CEO of PlayStation and his lack of enthusiasm for VR in general going back years. Um, I just think it's a it's it's tough it's a tough few months right, <laughs> for it is. PlayStation.
1: Wow. VR Gamer says, yes, it's the best VR game I've played, period. Yeah, I also have strong feelings about it. <laughs> I can't wait to go back in, really, it's so good. Okay, cool. So, Hitman 3, definitely check it out. If you have a PSVR, you're going to have an amazing time. Even if you don't have full uh, PlayStation Move support, even though it is PlayStation VR and you're not going to turn 360, it is, it is really good. Yes, and Dave Hugo says, Hitman is great and it's good for VR. Yeah, so people who played it really enjoyed it. So thank you, IO Interactive, for giving this game to us in VR. They wouldn't have to do it, right? They could have simply given us the 2D version people would have still bought it because it's just a, like a very nice AAA franchise, but they gave us the VR version. So thank you, IO Interactive. Okay, and now... There's again something wrong with my camera. But it's okay. I'll fix it next time. Um, now we're going to the main topic here. And the main topic of today, let me just bring us this here so we can share it on the on the screen here, the, the Bloomberg article. Now we're going to talk about the Apple VR glasses. Oh, yes. There's a new... Bloomberg article that came out. And in this Bloomberg article, we learned that Apple is about to launch a VR headset. A VR headset. That's really interesting because we all thought that Apple would not, not launch a VR headset, but rather an AR headset. And we learned that this is being regarded by Apple as a niche product And more of a precursor to a more ambitious AR headset. So, yeah, something like a precursor, something that is niche, very high end, very expensive. And according to that article, they seem to only want to sell a couple of hundred thousand a year. So, probably one per day per Apple store. And Apple store, there are like 500 Apple stores. And yeah, let's go through that article together. So, Apple's. First crack at a headset is designed to be a pricey niche precursor to a more ambitious, augmented reality product that will take longer to develop. And Apple is planning to launch that product as soon as 2022, so next year, going up against Facebook, Oculus, Sony's PlayStation VR and headsets from HTC. Apple isn't looking to create an iPhone-like hit for its first headset. Instead, the company is building a high-end niche product that will prepare outside developers and consumers for its eventual more mainstream AR glasses. It's going to be far more expensive than the current VR headsets, and they may only sell one headset per day per retail store. And again, Apple has roughly 500 stores. Apple is aiming to include some of its most advanced and powerful chips in the headset along with displays that are much higher resolution than those in existing VR products. Okay, wow. Very, very interesting. So, um, yeah, what do, you, what do you guys think of this? D- do you think it's true? Do you think this, um, this article actually is
2: true and this is going to happen? Let me know. Gary, you want to go first? Or? Yeah, I can. Uh, I'll, well, I'll start off. We can go back and forth on this, I suppose. But the um, <laughs> one of the things, because I was always of the opinion that Apple will never go into VR. Same okay? here. Said this, Same here. I've said this numerous times. But you can't dismiss the rumors that seem to be coming out now. Um, because part of my reason for saying that is that I feel like, Okay, I I know AR is still a few years away, but AR fits in with their current product lineup, in my eyes, far better than any kind of VR headset ever would. Now, when you hear in this article that this is sort of precursor to uh, future AR glasses, it makes more sense. It still doesn't make a lot of sense, in all honesty, for for me, but it it makes more sense from that point of view. Um, So I think there's no doubt that these are probably true at this point. and the, it's a very weird step for them to make like historically they come out with with finished products they come out with uh iphone a finished product they didn't come out with something in between uh, an old phone and something akin to the iphone in between they came out they waited until technology progressed to a point where they had the iphone this feels like a half step towards what people want for future ar glasses and as I say, I think that makes more sense for their product lineup. In fact, the AR glasses are rumored to be called, behind the scenes at Apple, rumored, again, I apologize, the iPhone replacement project, which, or it was years ago, that was probably what it was called years ago. Um, so you, you can see how it fits, up, fits in with their current product lineup, because they are specifically talking about gaming with this and that kind of stuff. And it just really feels like i don't i don't understand this in terms of how it fits in with everything else that they do i guess that's my main frustration with it i want them to do it i want to see what they come out with with a, a vr headset a standalone vr headset something like the quest but by judging by this article, far more higher end than the quest. Um, So that will be interesting to see nevertheless. I just find it difficult to understand how it fits in with the grand scheme of things. This doesn't feel like it should be a release product. It feels like it should be a behind-the-scenes product to me.
0: Yeah, so um, my take on it is I felt exactly the same way for several years, people would mention Apple and VR, and I was like, "Apple and VR? What? That that sounds so incredibly wrong to me." And I felt that way for quite some time. Then Apple bought Next VR. When they acquired Next VR, that right. didn't make any logical sense to me because exactly. trying to transition all of Next VR stuff into an AR headset didn't seem like it be. That didn't seem logical. It seemed like a bad purchase. But if they have a VR product, it makes absolute sense, 100%, because Apple's going to go, Apple's not going to be heavy on gaming, I don't think. I mean, we're going to talk about like, will this have real controllers and all that stuff, maybe a little bit later. But I do believe that this is absolutely happening. I think it has to happen because the bottom line is is spatial computing the future? Yes or no? (laughs) If spatial computing is the future, you have to get in. Good point. There, there's no way. And and Facebook is in all the way. And Facebook is a major competitor long term for Apple. They they have uh, you know, I mean, we got two different ecosystems that are gonna be battling each other. And Apple cannot Apple sees what Facebook is doing. They have a lion share like ninety-five percent, ninety-eight percent of the standalone VR market completely dominated by Facebook, they can't let that just run away, but the weird thing about this is, yeah, this is going to be way more expensive. Now they say multiple times more expensive than the $300 to $900 VR headsets. Now if it's multiple times more expensive than the $300 one, okay, this maybe this is like it will be 1599 <laughs> or yes, something. Yes. yes but yes. if it's multiple times the $900 one, That'll be weird. But yeah, this is really going to happen. Absolutely.
2: Clap- uh, Claptrap commented. Sorry, Sebastian. Yeah, just no quickly, <laughs> Claptrap <laughs> commented earlier on that it will come with a $1,000 microfiber cloth as well.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and people would probably buy it <laughs> if it's very good. So yeah, I, I totally agree with you, Anthony. This is going to happen. And actually, if you think about it, it makes sense. So we all thought, okay, Apple is going to do an AR headset, right? That's what we thought. And they will do it at one point because that's going to be the future. But they, just like Anthony said, they cannot just leave everything to Facebook. Facebook is working on, 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 on VR, and they also will have an AR headset actually in this year. And the whole cake now belongs to Facebook. And if they don't come up with something, well... Facebook is going to be the number one player and it's going to be tougher and tougher for Apple to get back to that. Just like how, how Microsoft missed the whole internet thing, right? And, and Google basically took everything and now it's so hard for Microsoft to get back. It's not impossible. And Apple doesn't want to make the same mistake. Now, why don't they directly come up with that beautiful AR headset? Yeah, The, the, the problem is the technology is simply not there yet. If they would come out with an AR headset today, it would not be up to the Apple standards, where it's just so amazing and everybody would love it, right? Because Apple makes products that are really, really good. They've worked very long on this kind of um, yeah image of themselves. And it's true, right? All the Apple products are amazing. You, you can't say it in a different way. And if they came out with something like a magic leap, wow, they would totally kill their own image because the technology is not there yet for AR. But now, after four years of virtual reality, yes, the VR technology is there now. They can make a VR headset that blows our minds away, right? Like, they can make it. They can can use a display which is even more high-res than the Reverb G2, probably. It's exactly the device that all the Rift fans, all the Oculus fans have been waiting for, for the Rift 2, something that is... Yeah, that is better, that has a higher resolution, something that has probably a higher FOV, something that is better in all different ways. And they don't have to care about the price tag. They don't need to sell this to the mainstream if this is truly just this precursor. If they sell one of those headsets a day for $3,000, who cares? Yes, there will still be people who are going to camp in front of the friggin' Apple store to get that one device that they're selling per day.
2: Would you agree to that? Would, do you also think so? I I, I struggle with, <laughs> with some of the things you were saying there because okay. when I look at people that, that, that use Apple, okay, I can talk to my friends and family all day about AR and VR. They show zero interest in any of that, yet they've all got iPhones, they've got iPads, some of them have Macs. The the issue I have is trying to bring together this idea of a, a standalone high end VR headset that Apple are ex- it feels like experimenting with as a consumer product, a very high end consumer product. the The issue is if I was to say to my sister or some of my friends, "What would you ever consider this as being a viable product?" Now I could say something like, a the um." The uh, the pro headphones I can't remember the the, the, the name of Beats, the AirPod or? Pro no the AirPod ah, Pro the, the, right. the, they're brought out okay you could say that and say they're a high end product okay they're they're very expensive and they probably won't buy that but they can see a place in the market for those things what I don't understand is a place in VR in in Apple's product lineup currently to just position a product, which is VR completely different from everything else that they do at the moment and put it there and expect the general consumers to understand what it is, what it will be used for, why it's even there. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Just just one final point. I, I do take on board your, your point that they need to get in and do this because that is absolutely true. They, they can't give Facebook free reign. I understand that. I just, feel like they have been working on this behind the scenes for so long and the the, these we've been hearing these rumors for years behind the scenes and this is how they work on products they don't release a product until it is ready and it's final and it's ready to be released that's why they were late to the smartphones it was meant plenty of smartphones nokia and all of these blue uh blackberry and you know all the all these big Companies were dominating that market. Apple waited and came out with a definitive version and stole it all from them. Um, and. To me, it's, that's the disparity I'm seeing in these reports. Yeah, it's true. I know it's true. I know it, they're going to come out with it. So I'm not saying it's not. I just I just struggle with understanding it myself. Well, I got it. But this time, it's not about
1: making another iPhone moment. And that's also what the Bloomberg article said. It's not about introducing this, wow, everybody has to have it. It's really more of a device to get into it, to tip their toes into it, to uh, To speak to developers to show them, okay, this is where we're going now. Start to develop to develop for this, and then later, this is going to change into that awesome AR headset. This is also to educate the general public about, okay, this is coming, and this is first. This is our first hooray into it, and it's not for you. It's not for your sister, Gary. It's not probably not even for for okay for us, perhaps yes, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but 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 it's not for the general public. It's not for your. Joe Schmo, right? That's how you say it in the States. Like, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's not for that Walmart guy. No, it is really for the super early adopters, like our community here, right? those people who really want to have the latest and just for Apple to show, okay, we are going into this. We are going to educate the people about what is it that you're going to put on your head soon. And the next thing that I want to talk with you about, what is going to happen content-wise on that thing? For these few people who are going to get this for, I don't know, $2,500, $3,000 or whatever, what will they be able to play back on that device? Is it going to be a special version of Beat Saber or Half-Life Alex, Or is it going to be something different? What do you guys think? What's going to be shown in that headset? Yeah, next VR,
0: right? Yeah, live sports. Probably that, right? Well, the thing is... We don't know if they're going to have controllers. Like, ah, I, I honestly, yeah. like, it's it seems hard for me to believe that Apple is going to come out with a product that has controllers. I don't see that. I see hand tracking. Now, I could see them have, like, a little one-handed device that you could use for certain things, but I don't see Your them iPhone. coming out with a right and left controller. And so that's kind of... I don't see this as a gaming-centric device. I see this more as like metaverse the, and the, the volumetric video revolution that will eventually happen um, and uh, the whole thing that's going on with uh, the pandemic and everything from the standpoint of meeting non-locally and defying distance and all that. I think that's where they're really going. I think that's their fear with Facebook Is Horizon, Deny Distance? They're treading on Apple territory at that point. I don't think this is going to be a gaming-centric thing, but I think we have seen with basic hand tracking already that you can do some really clever stuff just using hand tracking, but are you really going to want to play Saints and Sinners that way? I'm not so sure. Right. I agree with you.
1: I don't think it's going to be half Alex. I don't think it's going to be Beat Saber. I also don't think it's going to come with two controllers. It, would, it wouldn't seem so Apple-like, right, if you have to deal with some controllers with it. I also think it's more going to be that super nice screen so that you can, in a perfect way, watch the NBA or whatever sports you want to watch as if you would be in the stadium, something really fantastic. Or you could have like a super cool FaceTime where you have that virtual meeting and where you see some avatars and well, you see all your hands and basically what the, the, the Unai headset wants to do, probably this Apple headset is going to do it. And what I believe Apple is actually aiming at AR on the long run, right? No, there's no question about it. AR is going to be so big. It's going to be the paradigm shift where people don't have a phone but have that cool AR glasses or whatever. So... Right now, we already have that AR platform within the iPad and within the iPhone, right? So I believe that these apps that you can use now by by pointing your camera around, this this kind of strange AR, these apps will work on that headset directly out of the box. And it's going to be so cool. Like all these AR games and apps will work on on that headset. And it's going to be so much better than holding your phone like that, right? All these all these cool games is going to yeah. we're going to work on that.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And that, that was part of the thing. That like going back years, people could see the direction they were going in with this. And Google were too uh, with I get confused which one's which. AR <laughs> Kits is Apple, yeah. AR Core is Google, is that right? Um, something like this. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they, they 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 both had these these things and they were rolling these devices out. Uh, the, these SDKs out early so that developers could create uh, games and experiences and AR apps and all all this kind of stuff in a very limited <laughs> format by you experiencing it on your on your phone, because they knew that the future was going to come and eventually we'd be wearing devices on our head that would, would that would use these and they'd have hundreds thousands of uh things to do in the headset as soon as you got it so we could see this going back years the 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 actual foresight and the planning that they they made by doing this kind of stuff so that does make sense and i also think that the ar aspect of this headset it said limited i think it said limited ar um functionality i guess with pass-through cameras um and stuff like that which which makes sense so um yeah i mean I, i can take on all your points honestly i think it's 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 understandable why they're doing this in one sense uh, in terms of planning for the future. I, um, I struggle with it from a consumer p- perspective in confusion and how this fits in really. I think, I think that's the main thing.
0: But it, regarding that though, Gary, I think if they position this like a Hololens two or a magic leap one developer edition, you know, they could present this thing as primarily for developers And for prosumers, prosumers and developers, not meant for the average Joe Blow. (laughs) And basically what this is meant for is if you're a VR nut job and you're also an Apple fanboy, then this is for you, or if you're a developer that is looking towards the AR future or possibly VR future, this is for you as well. This is a way to sneak some AR in several years in advance of when AR will really be ready for them and they could build out the entire ecosystem for their future AR headset. One quick thing though, I wanna talk for a quick second just about the hardware here. One of the things that we found out, so this Bloomberg report mark german is the reporter for bloomberg that basically broke this story and he talked to some insiders at apple that apparently gave him this information and one of the bits of information that was included is that they want this thing really close to your eyes because they want it as small as possible and if they're going to do that there will be no room for a glasses spacer nor will there be room for for actual glasses so they're going to be selling prescription inserts for this thing now as soon as i read that immediately thought pancake lenses okay pancake lenses and micro oled displays like coppin technologies in Massachusetts, they're making the displays that are going in the Panasonic VR glasses. I think they're like 2.6K by 2.6K micro OLED. And I believe it's possible, you know, Copen Technologies might be making the display that goes in this headset, but it's gonna be similar, I think, to the Panasonic VR glasses. And the biggest downside, you're gonna get high dynamic range and you're gonna get some really nice things with it. But the downside is, you're probably looking at like a seventy-five degree FOV, and that would so be that's, strange, though. Well, yeah. You know,
2: mm, yeah. <laughs> I don't, don't know, know about, how you that. Guys I think, feel about it, that. No, no. And <laughs> I think um, if those were the displays, or those were the company that they were going to, they would have just bought them. I think Apple would just buy people and have everything in house anyway. To be right, honest, right,
0: right. Have but they I, bought a display company yet? Because they buy everybody else. I'll they must. Have.
2: They must have.
1: <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. But I don't. I can I couldn't imagine that they would come up with a with a fifty seven degrees FOV headset when the Quest even has like hundred so like or 75, what
0: seventy five. Like seventy five.
1: I That's mm. better.
0: It's better. It's, it's better. better. But people. The, the thing, oh no. Yeah, I, I but look at the Panasonic <laughs> VR glasses. Those things. That's more of Apple's style. They right. Would, that's true. Apple that's true. is all about sexiness. And then they're about simplicity one of the nicest things i mean one of the things i'm most excited for with this is apple is about frictionless use by the end consumer and vr is nothing but friction and so if they can dramatically lower friction that's going to be awesome for everybody because every other company will learn from that Right, but Facebook has done a good job with the Quest 2. It is kind of frictionless. It,
1: it's a good job. They've done a it's good job with the Quest 2. It's it's as, as close as they come. It's better for sure. It's better for sure. Very interesting. So most probably this is really going to be true. This is going to happen, the Apple VR headset. But guys, what do you think? How expensive is it going to be? What is your guess?
2: <laughs> well, My guess. I,
0: well, go ahead, Gary. Go well, ahead.
2: Uh, no, because I've not got a guess. I was just going to <laughs> reference this article and basically say, based on the, based on this article, because I read it yesterday, and they, like you said, Anthony, I think you mentioned earlier on that they mention it several times that this is going to be high-end, niche, very expensive. I don't know what that means. I honestly don't know what that means in, in a VR headset world, which is, if it, you know, if it's towards consumers, I can't see it being more than... <laughs> A fifteen, even fifteen hundred dollars sounds ludicrous. It's too yeah. But, but, but <laughs> right. if it's not, if it's as you say, something more very much prosumers, they don't expect almost anybody of the consumer side to to purchase this. It's more towards development and that kind of stuff.
0: Then Except yeah, maybe two and,
2: jobs. Yeah. <laughs> Two and a half thousand, something like that, maybe. Uh, yeah. I, I, don't, I, I don't even know how they can... It depends what technology is in it as well, because it would have to have incredible technology to justify that price as well.
0: Right. Yeah, I'm saying 2300. Twenty two ninety nine ninety nine. Okay,
1: yeah, I think it's going to be two thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, but, you know, because they said like in that article it says like okay, they're going to have their best chips in it, like like faster than oh, some of their. That's true. It's yeah. faster than that's some. That's
2: true. Of, yeah, it's it's so that's uh, true. their best that, their best computers cost six thousand dollars. Yeah. That that's true. So they've got the these. So they reference this M one Mac processes. Where what batteries are they? I mean, they they've got to have some incredible battery technology. Exactly. They've got to have all all of this stuff. The thing is, I guess that could justify that kind of price. But you've got to think, what else to the end to the end user? What else will justify that kind of price? So you would have a high end chip in there. You would have the battery technology to support it. The lenses you would hope would be. Incredible, Um, and obviously they're doing these uh, prescription things as well. The displays would be high-end, they mentioned that in the article, they will be like the highest-end displays. What else kind of technology could they provide in there?
1: How about not technology? RG in the chat just says something really smart includes a one-year exclusive sports coverage. So they own NextVR, right? And NextVR has some partnerships with NBA or the Football League or what. Like I could imagine like here in Germany, as you know, we're crazy about football. If this thing would include like one year of being in the stadium of my favorite football club, I would be totally into it.
0: Yeah, but we need an entire video revolution, though, a volumetric video revolution. I think what we have right now, like if you've ever seen one of the next VR NBA games or hockey or something like that, it is no bueno, man. Like Gary, you talk about how like your family members have no interest in VR. That's an example. We need, we need where somebody puts it on and they're like, oh my God, this yeah. is an entirely new world. I feel like I'm right on the field.
2: The this is probably is going here. to happen
0: with the yeah. device, a device, though.
1: Revolution. Yeah, this that's might like happen
2: a couple years away. That is, no. Yeah, that's a good point. That is a good point. <laughs> and the, yeah, you're right, Sebastian, as well. With the M, um, the uh the next VR acquisition, and if they do that kind of stuff, that could win certain members of my family. over.
1: Yeah, exactly, right? For me too, card, exactly. Yeah. yeah, some people might be ready to pay like 2500 or $2,900. If it's amazing, If it's, if it gives them something like, okay, now you are in the stadium. And, well, VR has this kind of... Features that when when you put it on, it it just blows you away. And if this is better than the best headset that we have right now, if it's way better, like with a higher FOV, higher resolution, everything better, I, I, I see a chance there for Apple, right? Apple they are so smart, and basically they they didn't have like lots of uh, flops in their product line, right? They everything is very well thought through, and yeah. It might, be, well, what, it might be video.
0: What <laughs> Oculus Quest is it going to be going up against in November of 2022 when this thing is available? I mean, although it won't really be going up against anything because it's no. going to have limited availability and it's going for developers and for hardcore nut jobs. So it's not really going up against <laughs> the Quest, but you're, you're talking about what technology is this thing going to include? We talked about that other headset that had body tracking. We've talked about... Facebook's live maps and Qualcomm with scene recognition and understanding. Like, if you really want to jump to a new world in VR, it's got to be like understanding your room, understanding tables, understanding keyboards. We know this is going to have some limited AR functionality, which likely will mean full color pass through because you basically have to have full color pass through Mm. if you're doing AR. Right, right. It's going to be, people are going to enjoy it. So maybe it will have some scene recognition, understanding, understanding your room, but but uh, the first attempt, the first mm. attempt is not going to be very good. Well,
2: with regards to that, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm of the opinion as well where anything AI is, it's half about the display and getting the display and optical technology right. It's, it's the other half is very much about the AI and getting the contextual awareness of the surroundings that the people are in, and that's a good point. But I I predict, I mean, this first one will have basically a LiDAR on it, I would imagine, that will yep. do oh, pretty pretty For much sure. what, yes. what the iPad and latest iPhones can do in terms of AR, I, I, you know, I would imagine. So
1: I want to ask you now, Gary, if this device would cost £2,799 <laughs> <laughs> and you could watch Leicester Football Club, <laughs> yeah, like all the games, as if you were in the stadium, and the, the the device is just like wow, blows us away. Would you be, would you buy it, or would you be feel like okay, probably you should buy it on a plan, on a on an installment plan, or something?
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I don't really like football, so I don't oh. really buy. It that oh really no! <laughs> but, oh but no! I could show it to my brother who absolutely <laughs> loves football and is never without it. So maybe I could win him over. But no, I think part of the issue if I, if I could convince my wife that this is really worth the money it took it took me long enough to get a 4k TV to be honest Oh, really <laughs> yeah wow. so uh, I think I'll be really struggling with this I think honestly I need to see if if the technology that's in it is justifies that price tag even taking in the Apple tax and that kind of stuff then I'd of course consider it for <laughs> you know I'd be I'll I'd be silly not to, and yet at the same time, I'd get in a lot of trouble.
0: You know what's going to be nice, though, is all the celebrities and stuff are going to get this thing. Of course. And they're going to be ranting and raving about All the YouTubers. It, and then that's going to leak out to the <laughs> masses. Right, right. And we could finally see a real change in attitudes about VR in general. A lot of people realize, damn, I can't really afford this. But guess what? Facebook will be like, we got something for you, and it's only a <laughs>
2: 99 But right. that celebrity thing that goes back to ma- <coughs> sorry, uh, magic leap. Do you remember all these celebrities using yeah. the magic? Leap? Oh. that's what they were going for. They <laughs> yeah. were really.
1: But it to... didn't work out. Well, but this this yeah. was the device was simply not good enough. So so Apple is going to do something better, um, Anthony. Could I interest you in a two thousand seven hundred ninety nine dollars device, which can, which will allow you to watch all the um, heavyweight boxing matches and UFC <laughs> and your favorite um, football team?
0: Yeah, well, the, not if it's seventy five degrees, you can't, and uh, that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that sees what this might be. But I mean, if it's like eight k per eye, and and if next vr has been working on some incredible breakthrough volumetric video technology and apple is going to have the exclusive rights to that they will um, you know you go to an apple store right and there's going to be a line to try the incredible oh, apple yes. vr oh yes exactly product, you're right you know? exactly yeah and so you
2: go to your gonna local
0: apple store you wait 3 hours in line you get to try it and you're like oh my god Unbelievable. this is incredible yeah yeah it's going to happen. You're
2: winning me over. You guys are winning me over on this. this is <laughs>
1: yeah, <life>. yeah, Gary's <laughs> going to buy it the first day. He's going to come in front of the Apple store in Leicester if you don't have one there. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we do. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You have to go to London then. Okay. No,
2: no, no, we do. We've got one in Leicester. Uh, you have one in Leicester. Yeah. Yeah, oh, wow.
0: Okay. we have... Hey, you know what's really cool, <laughs> That's actually? Cool. About, what's really cool about them having these Apple stores everywhere is they could, they could have a machine there. You can go there and it goes... Zzzz you know, scans your entire body to put you in the oh, Apple ecosystem. Could be, could be. yeah.
1: But I, I truly believe, well, we all believe it's going to happen next year. I totally totally believe that article. And I believe that in the Apple stores, they will allow people to try it. And I'm kind of sure that people who have never been in VR and who go to try this thing, which is better than everything that we've got now, and then they show them some kind of um, game or some some football game, they will be blown away. And they will tell all their friends and their mothers, how amazing this is. And then there is this um, scarcity, right? This, this artificial scarcity. <laughs> and we know that artificial scarcity works. People will want it. It's going to be on eBay for 50,000. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> right? And it's going to happen. They, they will make it work. I'm, I'm, kind of, I'm kind of sure about it. So yeah. this is going to be very interesting.
2: Um, just just one other thing quickly as well, because the, the rumors point to this coming out to uh, next year, so 2022, and then the following year, a pair of AR glasses. At least that's the rumors, and that's the, the plan at the moment uh, based on the rumors. What do you think that first generation, because if they want to go from a, a VR high-end, $3,000 whatever VR headset one year to a pair of AR Glasses the following year, that seems ludicrous. That seems insane. Um, So what I wanted to ask you guys, what do you think that first generation of true AR glasses will be? Um, Because it can't be really what we all want, like a a true magic leap or something like that. It's got to be something far more watered down, I would imagine. Right. Probably they are going to progress
1: to that perfect device. You know, like okay, probably um, the second generation of this VR headset is going to have less VR and more AR, or probably the form factor is going to change. So I I believe more in a progression. They start hmm. now with this huge VR thing, that, which looks like a, like a, like an Oculus Quest the size, but it's going to get smaller and smaller over time. Every year there's going to be a new one, and every year is going to be better. Just like how they do with their products, right? The first Apple Watch wasn't so great, didn't have so long uh, battery time, right? But every generation, it got where their vision was. The same for their phones. every they, They're just getting better. And I believe the same thing is going to happen here with that VR device. It's going to morph into that sleek AR headset that can also do VR in the next 10 years. So that's what I believe is going to happen.
2: Yeah, yeah. Anthony, I'll get on... you as well but just quickly just to add a little bit of, of context on my thoughts on this is i believe like the first ar glasses will be very much like um simple notifications a little bit of overlay perhaps on, on the real world but very minimal like like notification base and that's why part of my reason for saying what i did earlier about the vr headset if they're bringing something like that out a year later i would imagine that would be the device that they would want to focus on and then increase over time so a simple notification based system like a, a apple watch that you wear on your eyes that, that yeah. increases over time
0: Like the Ray-Ban glasses that we might... The first version of the Ray-Ban glasses. we're going to see this this year. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I I think if we look back to the Intel Vaunt... Remember the Intel Vaunt? Those glasses that looked pretty freaking cool? They They, were cool. I mean, they were sleek. They didn't seem that bad. And Intel, of course, killed it. Like, they've killed everything else. The Intel had, like a VR headset at one time, they killed that. They had the Intel Vaunt glasses, glasses. they killed that. And then they had their giant Voxel studio where they were going to have incredible volumetric video and they've kind of like delayed that. That's been put on ice for a while. But um, yeah, I, the the AR thing, I think one of the reasons we're getting this headset is actually that all these companies have determined that AR is farther, the real AR that we all want is farther away than we're all hoping it is. Agreed. Because waveguides, the problem is, there's two ways to do AR right now. There's waveguides and then there's birdbath. You can do the bird bath method and you can get these much larger FOVs, but the brightness is way down. It's just not very good. It's not very impressive.
1: Sorry, I I have to stop you there because bird bath, I have it in the Unreal and I have another headset. Actually, it's so good. It is not bad at all. It, it looks... I have some micro OLED with a bird bath like on in, in the Unreal. And actually, the picture quality of the bird bath is way better than the other technology that the HoloLens is using. So on that part, I must correct you. The bird bath is pretty amazing.
0: Hmm. Okay. Well, that <laughs> yeah. sounds good then. Yeah, it is. But um,
1: All right, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I just wanted to stop you there. <laughs> no. So, So the bird bath technology is not bad at all, really. So in direct comparison... The Nreal glasses, which using the birdbath technology, they are looking better than the HoloLens 2 with its waveguiding technology. So, yeah, it might be more fancy with those waveguides, but, but the simple thing of projecting a micro OLED on that, on, on, on that mirror to, to, to show it to you, actually, it works very
0: well. Do you think Apple, though, and Facebook, do you think they would go with birdbath or would they go with a waveguide? I don't know. If you had to bet money right now, if you had to put down right now, honestly, of right,
1: right now. now honestly, the birdbath technology, it looks better. I haven't seen a waveguide um headset which looks better than the micro OLED together with that with that bird birdbath technology. So how
2: how yeah. big a form factor is the difference between these two things? Cuz waveguide you can make quite small. Is the birdbath technology can you shrink that down to well um I, I have,
0: think the birdbath is just a cheaper way to do it. It's just a cheap be. I don't think it yeah. has much to do with the size, but it's like, cheaper. Um,
1: okay, I don't have it here right now to show you, but the Unreal headset, right, which uses the birdbath technology, it looks like sunglasses. So I think also with the birdbath technology you can have like some small some small glasses. Yeah, I'm not sure yet. I, I still have to see some some waveguide um, headsets which looked great, which, like, blow me away. So far, I didn't see that. The Magic Leap was okay, right? The HoloLens, honestly, the HoloLens 2, the displays are not really amazing. Yeah, so, well, we are very early. A,
0: bit, a big downside to the birdbath design is the loss of light. The okay. image light must make two passes at the beam splitter. Okay. So you didn't notice, like, any, any downsides? Because, see, I've, I haven't no? tried either of them, but I've always <laughs> heard, like, People talk about both, and they say Waveguide is the real deal, but you oh. but you can't get the FOV beyond like okay. 60 right now. Okay. They can't do that. Right. And BirdBath can go beyond that, but there's all these little downsides with BirdBath. But maybe I'm not, wrong. Not really.
1: So I have a great picture with the BirdBath headsets that I have here at the MITB headquarters. Yeah. Anyways, uh, it seems like it's not good enough yet for Apple. (laughs) So they are waiting it out and they they do VR first. Makes sense. So I think it makes sense. And I believe we're going to see a very interesting headset, a very interesting uh, Apple VR headset. Yep. So, and then for the Air headset, I truly believe it's going to be like gradually every, every year, this Apple VR headset is going to get better, it's going to get more into VR, into AR. And at one moment in time, we're going to have the perfect headset that can do both VR and AR. And you can simply choose, what do you want? Do you want to be in that stadium to watch that game? Then it's going to, be, it's going to go into VR mode. If you want something else, if you need the maps put into your field of view, then it's going to be an AR headset. That's, that's what I believe is what we're going to go for in the future. Yeah, very exciting. And I think this news about the Apple VR headset, it kind of like caught us all by surprise, right? Did you expect that to happen? No, right?
2: Uh, well, I think on one on the one hand, I think the the rumors have been building up slowly over the past couple of years anyway. So, on the one hand, I sort of expect things to start coming out now. There was a rumor going like last year where they said that they were still aiming for a VR headset uh, in 2022 and then an AR headset the following year. So I guess this is just extra little pieces of information to back up that story, really. That's why I think it is true. Um, I just, uh, you know, from just from personal point of view, I, I, I don't have that sense that you have, Sebastian, that this makes perfect sense for Apple. But, you know, it it could do. You could be completely right. And we don't know really what they're doing anyway. Only Apple know exactly what they're doing.
0: Right.
2: Right. And next year we will see people camping in front of the stores
1: (laughs) to get that (laughs) Apple VR headset (laughs) for (laughs) (laughs) $2,099.
0: Right, right. I wonder when when do they typically like when do they normally release a major product at a certain time of year? Do they have a history of doing that? Cuz I wonder when in 2022 it, we're talking about.
2: Either the middle they'll announce it during the middle of 2022 and then release it like a month later or something like that. That's their usual practice, I believe.
1: Right, right. Let's see, let's see what's going to happen. Think- so, very exciting. So just, what about just the want, Apple no.
0: ecosystem? Now we're all going to have to be in this other ecosystem. You know what I mean? Everybody's right. got their walled garden. So true. now It's the Apple that walled garden.
2: True. Yeah, yeah. The the other thing I don't know if uh, any of you guys listen to the AR show. I think it's called uh, podcast. Uh, they had Robert Scoble on, and he, he is constantly going on about. AR and Apple AR. And he was talking about... See, this is another rumor. He's constantly coming out with these other rumors where he was saying that what they're going to do is AR, auditory AR first, basically, where you don't have a display. It's auditory. auditory. That's why they're doing these AirPod uh, Max (laughs) kind of things. And then a year later or a couple of years later, you buy a visor overlay for these headphones, which is yet another weird rumor. That is very weird. Yeah, yeah. So I'm um, only hearing that from Robert Scoble. is We a should also
1: piece. start to put out some rumors with the next dimension podcast. <laughs> yeah. Come on, let's start to do that. <laughs> yeah, but with the, with oh, the Oh, we got
2: a rumor.
0: Yeah, with the, uh, yeah, tell us. Do maternal VR. <laughs> right, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> it, put
1: course. out here by Anthony. Yeah, for the audio, for the audio AR a company tried that already like um Bose. 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 Bose, yeah, they, Bose and they totally failed with it, yeah, anyways. Let's see. Okay, we're getting to the two hours mark again. Wow, that was fast. And now let's talk about the polls. So now is your last chance to cast your vote for Rock the Vote. vote. Is it going to be Facebook? Are they real about the privacy concerns? Is it a real 180-degree turn or is it only PR? Do let us know down. In the description of this video, there's the link where you can vote. And the other question is, if there's going to be an Apple VR headset for $2,099, would you pick it up, say yes or no, and please cast your vote now. It's your last chance before I'm going to let you all know about the results. So let me check the results now. And let's first talk about the first question. So you see my... Screen now. Do you think Facebook is serious about privacy from now on? Yes, they've seen the backlash (laughs) 19.6%. No, this is simply PR 80.4%. So, our viewers don't believe that Facebook is actually real about that 180 degree turn. And I must say, I also don't believe it. And I think most of us don't believe it, as we can tell now. Probably there's only PR and, well, their business model is getting to know us and they will work amazingly well in VR. Well, let's see. Now the other question. The other question is, would you buy a super high-end $2,999 USD Apple VR headset? Yes. (laughs) 16, no, 18% now after our talk. (laughs) And 82% say no. Yeah, but you know what? These twenty percent of the people viewing this are enough to to sell one per day. I'm pretty sure. (laughs) I'm pretty sure these the people who are watching our podcast, they are the exact target group for this, and I believe they will be able to sell five hundred of them worldwide. It's an Apple product, and probably it's going to come with this next VR, uh, next VR um, shows that you can watch, and it's going to be very interesting. Cool. Very cool. That was episode six of the Next Dimension Podcast. I loved today's show. And if you also loved it, give it a thumbs up right now. Make some noise for the algorithm so more people will find this podcast. And um, yeah, also leave us your comments. Thank you so much, Gary, for being on the show today again. It was amazing to have you back. And of yeah, course great. and of course, Anthony as in all the shows. Fantastic. Thank you for watching this show. This was episode six and well, we're looking forward to see and hear you in the next episode next week. Until then, bye bye. Bye.